Welcome to episode 7 of the Ultimate Football Show podcast. My name is Chris and today we've got another four games to look forward to and these take place on Saturday. We'll hear from our regular contributor, former Chelsea and Brighton defender Gary Chivers on some of the crunch games for those teams who didn't quite get the result they were expecting in their first match at the Qatar World Cup. We're very happy to support the LilyWhiteFoundation.com, advancing young people through sport. For more information, visit LilyWhiteFoundation.com. I'm Gary Chivers, and this is the Ultimate Football Show podcast. Let's have a look at match day seven. This is going to all happen on Saturday. It's groups C and D coming up here. Um, Tunisia, Australia, no idea what's going to happen in that one. Australia took the lead against France, but were totally outclassed in the end. But Poland, Saudi Arabia is not a game I thought we were really going to you know, look at in, in depth, but it, it's a big game, isn't it? Now Lewandowski missed the penalty for Poland. Missed the chance of winning the game there. And what about Saudi Arabia winning against Argentina? I, I left the house when Messi had scored 1-0 up. And I came back and it was 2-1 Saudi Arabia. I was just about to phone up my TV company and ask for the TV set to be replaced because it was broken. But it wasn't. What a performance. They played. They were exceptional, Saudi Arabia. And I have to say, the back four and the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper was absolutely immense in that game. But mm. when you looked at all the players, and when the camera panned into all their faces, they they were so, so determined uh, against yeah. this Argentina side, which was not firing off all cylinders, I, I have to say. When, when you looked at... Messi didn't look like the Messi of old. Messi... I used to love it when he used to get the ball. He'll dribble past three or four players, five players, even six players. Yeah, it was a different Messi this time. He was coming a little bit for me, coming a little bit too deep um, to try and get the ball, and 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 then as soon as he turned or even got the ball, there was someone on him. Um, but I, I loved it. I, I thought that that's been uh, one of my best games of the World Cup so far. The Saudi Arabian uh, team beating Argentina. Do you think it just sort of really livened it up and, and gave you that emotion that that's what the World Cup's all about? You never know what's going to happen in the game. And they were a goal down. It wasn't like they got an early goal and held on. They were a goal down, weren't they, and came back to win it. Incredible. But it just shows how much it meant to them when you yeah. saw them at the end of the game. They was all hugging each other. Even mm. the subs were on the pitch. I mean, it was... Yeah. Oh, it was, they were so jubilant, and, 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 and rightly so as well against the team that we all fancy, Chris, didn't we? We all yeah, think yeah. Argentina. Now they go into the next game, Chris, they, they, they've got to get a result. Yeah, well, we'll talk about them in a minute. They play Mexico in, in the second game. They look a bit of a, a dour side. They're just going to sit there and, and probably defend, certainly now against one of their local rivals. But um, Poland have got to beat Saudi Arabia now. I mean, we, we said, didn't we, I jokingly said, if you were a Polish player and you were walking down the street and you weren't Lewandowski, nobody know who you were. And I still feel that way now. He's just a one-man team, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and you can see that the way he plays. I mean, he's, 
he puts himself about. He's, he's still very, very active and, and, and mobile on the pitch. But you've got to think to yourself, listen, you know, the only way they're going to get a goal is if Lemondowski scores. Yeah. And if he's not in the right areas and that is forward, mm. I mean, he comes deep in the midfield sometimes because he knows he's not going to get the ball. So he goes hunting for the ball, which you would normally do. Yeah. But if you're Poland, the, the, the best thing you can do is stick him up front and get the ball to him quicker. Yeah, they've got a tough one there. It's uh, going to be an interesting game because Saudi Arabia just need a draw, really, in that game. And you know, they've got a really good, good chance to qualify and, and well-deserved as well. It was a great performance against Argentina. Those Argentinian faces at the end, Di Maria, Messi, Dybala, the, all, the, all of them, it just looked so dejected. And they, they just looked like they didn't know what to do, which is quite incredible. How will they respond? We'll find out your thoughts on... Argentina in a second. But before that, on Saturday, France played Denmark. Denmark, they didn't have an awful lot going for them, I thought, uh, in that game that they played uh, earlier on. But um, France did, didn't they? They went a goal down to Australia. Everyone thought, here we go, shock on the cards. And then they just kicked in. And what I liked about France is that they played at a tempo, they slowed it down, and all of a sudden, bam! They put a ball through and they were on the attack and, and the Australians didn't know where to look. They looked really, really slick, the French team. They looked brilliant. Um, like you said, they went a goal down. And, and, and don't forget, Australia had, uh, had a shot as well, 20 yards out, just after that. And you thought, wow, if that, if that had gone in, that would have, have been two nil up. Mm. But then all of a sudden, they put the back burners on and Mbappe and, and, and Dembele down the wings. I mean, it was... It was so, so brilliant to watch. I mean, the pace of them. And you, you don't know if they're turning inside or outside. Yeah. It was it was a, a really, really entertaining game. And if you want someone to score you a goal, Giroud <laughs> up front. I mean, all the stick he had at Arsenal about not scoring. Mm. Came to Chelsea, done really, really well at Chelsea. And all of a sudden, still at the international level. And I think he's... He's level now with Thierry Henry on on the most goals for his country. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's levelled it off. Yeah, which is brilliant, brilliant for him. But he just doesn't move. It's, as soon as and that and that's the key to a brilliant striker. If you're in the box, sometimes instead of running to the near post and running to the to the, to the back post, just stand still. Mm. And that's what he does. He just stands still, and the defender will get drawn to the ball. And that's how he makes his yard. But yeah, brilliant performance from France. The, the, the outstanding team at the moment, I would, uh, I would add. Uh, and we thought they might struggle in midfield without Pogba and and Kante, but th they didn't at all. I mean, they had some young players in there that really stepped forward. Uh, as you said, the forward line. I couldn't believe we played Mbappe, Giroud, and Griezmann in the three up front. I mean, that's going to scare anybody. They're missing Benzema, but. As Alan Shearer said on, on, on TV, we're watching the BBC, they're not going to miss Benzema because Giroud, it, it just suits the French style, doesn't it? They know where he is. They know where they've got to get the ball. And as you say, he doesn't go near post, far post. He stands on the penalty spot in that area and waits for the ball to come. And nine times out of ten, the ball does come. And eight times out of ten, he puts it away. He's, he's just an instinctive goal scorer. You just, you just love him. And he did that at Chelsea. He did it for a while at, at Arsenal. You can see why he was successful, where other centre-forwards that have been to Stamford Bridge are looking, aren't they, near post-fob, and then they don't know where to put the ball, the, the, the wingers. 
You mentioned Griezmann, by the way, but he played uh, a bit more of a deeper role. Uh, yeah. I think. He, yeah. he dropped in. He dropped in between the the midfield and, and the centre forwards, and he was the one who was picking the ball up and hitting the killer balls. Mbappe and um, and Belly on on the wings were so 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 exciting. Really exciting to watch. Mbappe is just incredible, isn't he? For twenty three, when you think how long he's been around already at, at twenty three, and. And and he's just got class and he's got speed and he and he he likes to pass and, and he normally players like that who know they're so good they don't want to give the ball away but he doesn't mind passing it does he like just crossing the ball for Giroud in the middle and crossing it for here and there. he he really is an exceptional talent and unfortunately he's playing in the wrong league in the French league he's he's much better than that isn't he Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think eventually he'll come over he'll come over to our league. But there's um. There's a uh, an intelligence about him. I think he speaks three or four different languages. Yeah, yes, French, Spanish, English. He speaks. Yeah, I mean, he, he's uh, he's an intelligent guy, and he handles himself really, really well. But yeah. he's just so exciting on the ball. Every time he gets a ball, you think, "Wow, something's going to happen." And uh, nine times out of ten, it does. Uh, the final game on Saturday evening is the seven o'clock kickoff UK time, and it's crunch time. Argentina, Mexico, normally a bit of a crunch game anyway. You can imagine the yellow cards may be required in this one, but Argentina now are under massive pressure, and Messi in particular, because over the years, you know, they've had a go at Messi for not delivering, for not winning any major competition. They did win the South American equivalent recently, so that sort of gave him a bit of free time to, to get over that. But uh, losing to Saudi Arabia, and it's all back again, isn't it? Messi has to do this, Messi has to do that. Can they break down Mexico? Because they didn't look like they were a team that are going to break down a, a tough defence, to be honest, Argentina. Well, they didn't get the ball quick enough. Um, they were passing it around the back too long. Messi was going uh, too deep. And then as soon as uh, Di Maria weren't getting the ball, he started coming the deep. And they, they, they posed no threat up front. Um, there was no people running into the channels. There was the the movement was slow. They moved the ball slow. They they've got a lot to do between now and uh, the game against Mexico. They have got to improve somewhat. And can they do it? I mean, obviously they're going to have to, in one way or another, find a solution. But I think they had their pretty much their best team out. And we, we'd said beforehand that Messi had a a decent squad around him this time, but they just played like individuals, didn't they, really? They didn't play like a team. They were just giving it to Messi going, Lionel, get on with it, you know, save us, and and he couldn't. It was like watching um, Maradona play, but when Maradona got it back in the day in 1986 and 1990, he was phenomenal with the ball. Messi looked like he didn't know what to do with it when he got it. And he was, it, like I said, he was, he put himself in these positions where he was so, so deep that he couldn't hurt the other side. Now, against this Mexico side, they have got to win. There's no two ways about it. They need to win yeah. this game. So it'd be interesting to see if the, if the, if the manager goes with the same formation, will he, will he keep with his, his sort of like five, three, two, or, or will he change it or, but he's got to get a result. They must get a result against his Mexico side. And they're going to have to start well, aren't they? There's no mess. They can't be messing around nil-nil, 20 minutes to go. I mean, that's just going to be... Mexico will just put nine at the back then. And, I mean, for them to get a draw, it would be fantastic. 
yeah, it'd be great for Mexico to do that. But 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 they're on a hiding to nothing. It really will be a good good game, and it'd be, it'd be interesting to see the tactics of Mexico. Will, will they just all get behind the ball like you mentioned before? I think they will, and they'll just make it such a struggle for Argentina. But if Argentina score early, then Mexico have got to come and attack them. That would change the game totally if Mex- if Argentina do score early. And that will just change the the, the whole complex of the complexity of the game. And Mexico are going to have to come out, and that would suit Argentina. So really, Mexico have got to hang in there for as long as they can. They'll defend and they defend and they defend, and and then hopefully in the next well the last the last 15 or 20 minutes so, have a go at them. Mm. We want to see interesting games. We want to see... We've had quite a, a lot of uh, zero zeros in the results. It'd be nice to see a few more goals going. Some of the strikers have let their countries down, haven't they? I mean, a few of them, like Croatia and stuff, they were playing their great midfield, but nothing up front. And Poland had nothing up front. Tunisia didn't have a lot up front. Denmark didn't have much up front either. Um, Senegal. I mean, there's been a few letting letting the, the, the fellow countrymen down a little bit here. Well, you mentioned Croatia. Modric just looks totally, totally frustrated when he gets a ball, and he's a work of art when he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you know he's going to land at the centre forward's feet. But every time I, I I'm watched him play, he's got his head up and he's just passing square balls or back balls. And a player like Modric is used to pinpointing balls forward from thirty or forty yards. Yeah, got to get more people forward. You're listening to the Ultimate Football Show podcast with Gary Chivers. We're very happy to support the LilyWhiteFoundation.com, advancing young people through sport. For more information, visit LilyWhiteFoundation.com. Well, that's it for episode seven on Match Day Seven at the World Cup. 2022 we'll be back with episode 8 as the teams continue to play their second game to the tournament which includes the heroes from Japan and Spain and a must-win game for guess who for Germany we'll be back me Gary and special guests join us for episode 8 match day 8 it's all coming up at the Qatar World Cup see you then